Welcome to the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help you find your freedom in every aspect of your business. Captivity comes in many forms, from stale, ineffective sales and marketing tactics, to outdated technology and workflows, to teams who are performing far less than their true capabilities. On this show, you'll hear compelling conversations with your peers in the insurance industry, as well as from top-shelf professionals in related fields who are leading the charge towards what's coming next. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the show. It's another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Our guest for this episode is Mr. Peter Coville, and he is joining us uh, from the great state of New York, right? Massachusetts, Cape Cod. Massachusetts, Cape Cod. I've got it. I got you and Rob Bowen mixed up because we just said Rob's name a moment ago. I realized the mistake that I made. <laughs> Massachusetts, not New York. New England still, so not too far off. Man, I'm sending some jealousy your way, Peter. Cape Cod is a beautiful place. Uh, maybe not quite so beautiful in February, but most of the rest of the year, it's amazing. Yeah, just lots of traffic in the summer, so not so much. It's not so fun in the summer. Mm. Yeah, and the winters are just totally unpredictable weather, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit crazy. So I reached out to a bunch of people and said, hey, come on the show. And you and I have had many conversations over the last few years. We've become actual colleagues and, and work friends. We're not like friends friends because I don't know your family. We don't hang out together on the weekends. But I would definitely consider us uh, very friendly. And I'm not sure how you have made it 140-something episodes and not been on as a guest. But we're correcting it today, dang it. So the, the, the things that I want to talk to you about after we get your bio and get your backstory is this thing that you've done very well in, in leveraging social media groups to help build your agency, to build connection with not just your clients and stakeholders, but also your peers. You have grassroots begun at least one mastermind that I'm aware of, and you generally are just a connector kind of person. You you give freely, you've got a big heart, and, and you want everybody to succeed. I love that about you. I'd like to get into that and then get some reflection just in a general sense. I know you hate being called this because you're young at heart, but you're one of our elder statesmen in the industry. You've been in the game for more than four decades, and I just celebrated my 40th birthday about two weeks ago as we record this. <laughs> So your insurance career and my life on this planet are roughly the same age with a couple of years uh, difference, maybe. But my word, man, you've seen a lot. And I'd love to get your perspective on some things. So, Peter, why don't you start us out? Uh, Pete, sorry. No, no Friends, not Peter, Pete. Why don't you start us off with your bio, your background, anything you want us to know about you as a person? Sure. Well, my grandfather started the agency uh, with a partner back in 1926. They were employees for Liberty Mutual and decided they were going to go off the, on their own and, and create their own independent insurance agency. That was 1926. Mm. So they added a few partners over the years, and eventually my dad joined the agency. And now my sister and I own the agency. And my sister's son is the fourth generation that's coming up and ready to take over the reins. Mm. 
Love that, man. Yeah, it is. What's the name of the firm? Humphrey, Coville, and Coleman Insurance Agency Incorporated. I know, I know. It's old school. It sounds like a, a, an old law firm, but um, it's got a lot of history behind it. Well, it's third generation firm, yeah. so those names so are well earned. We'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary in two years, so I'm thinking of maybe shoot, doing a name change after that. A lot of our social media stuff, and we just use HCC Insurance. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to shorten it, but um, just because of the history of it, I don't really want to change it and upset the apple cart at this point. But maybe after our centennial, uh, we'll, we'll look into doing something like that. Man, the, the inertia gathered over ninety-eight years of operating is staggering to think about. Honestly, it, it is is wild uh, to you know in, in the current iteration of the insurance industry that seems to move so quickly where innovation is finally starting to happen with greater regularity but it hasn't been that way for most of our time as an industry and and it's funny that most of the old school agencies out there have not adopted it they're just doing the same old thing that they've always done which which was kind of what my dad was always you know doing you know if it's if it's not broke let's not fix it kind of a thing and i'm like no we need to get with the times here and um so when he finally retired 15 years ago maybe a dozen years ago we kind of went through and changed everything about the agency the way we do procedures and everything i hired a bunch of uh people to come in and and take a look from the outside and, and and suggest change and we've really revamped the way we do things to the tune of we've probably tripled the size of the agency in the past 10, 12 years. Wow. Tripled. In 90-something-year-old agency, and you tripled the size in less than a decade? Yep. I mean, for, for my first 30-plus years, I was just sitting back enjoying uh, the, and busy, doing the busy work of running a, you know, an agency. Um, weren't yep. really a sales organization. We were just a service organization. And once you think about it, yeah, we're first and foremost a sales organization and that, that happens to do and sell insurance. Yep. Once you put that mindset in, in your head, it puts a different spin on it. Yes, it does. And you and I know from other conversations you and I have had that you view view sales the same way that I do, that every single interaction with a client is a sales touch because you're either direct or indirect in the sales process, but either way, you're selling. Whether you're selling the next renewal through your good service, or your fast certificate turnaround, or your fast endorsement, Absolutely. or you know cross-selling, upselling, whatever, or you're the producer who's getting yes and collecting a signature and a down payment. Like everything we do is sales. Yep. Every single thing. Yep. It's not about sitting back and resting on all those renewals that are coming in. It, it's all about the client experience, um, taking care of the clients. And, you know, we've we've really focused on what is the our client experience. Are, are we serving our clients to the best of uh, the, our ability and what they're looking for? So we did a lot of research on that, and and uh, we've added quite a bit of automations and touches and, and stuff like that. Our, our onboarding process has you know a dozen emails that goes out. We do a handwritten thank you card from the account manager when, when when they come on. You know, it's just small stuff like that makes all the difference in the world. Well, I was having this conversation internally with our folks here at RiskWell 
uh, a couple of weeks ago. And you know, we were really dialing in the way that we talk about things because we recently brought on uh, Insured Mine as a CRM and have just fallen in love with them. Uh, they align really well with what we do. But so much of what we're able to do is now automated. So, you know, going back and reviewing all of our email templates, all of our text message templates, the ringless voicemail recordings that we've made in the past, and asking ourselves, is this what we want to say to our client? Is this, because when you set a template, it's kind of intimidating, right? Because you're setting something that's going to go out dozens and hundreds of times to many different people and then on their the client side of the agency. So, you know, reviewing those templates, it really makes us ask, you know, what, what kind of communication do we want to be doing? Because once you press the save button on the template and you move on to the next thing, you're kind of stuck with it, right? So, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. But man. at least the everybody in the office is saying the same thing, has the same voice, has the same company philosophy, the same feel about yep. it. So that was what's, what was important about it. Absolutely. I agree. So there's a couple of things that uh, I've noticed that you are very good at. Community building is one. Uh, you're a, a giving, a, a, a big personality, gregarious guy. Everybody that I know, when your name comes up, the first response is some version of, oh, I love that guy. <laughs> no, some version of that. You have a really, really strong reputation in our industry as being a warm and team first kind of guy. And because of that, you've been able to build community with your peers and from what you shared with your stakeholders, with your clients and prospects as well, you know, creating these groups on social media and other ways for people to interact. How did you get around to doing that? I don't mind to be rude when I say you've been around for a long time and, you know, guys with gray on their head don't typically have this lean forward, innovative, you know, tech friendly kind of approach that you've adopted. Yeah, I mean... I probably have another 10, 12 years in this game and I'm not going to walk across that home finish line. I'm not walking across that home base. I am sliding into that sucker. I am sprinting to the finish. Um, I, I think that's why I look up to you so much because you're, you're so giving of yourself and, and what you do for the community. Um, for the first 30 plus years of my, my existence in this business, you know, we were an island unto our own. Insurance agents didn't talk to other insurance agents. Uh, we didn't share our company corporate secrets of how we do things. And just the community that, that's out there now and, and, and that's, that's there and support each other is just amazing. What I've been given from the community is just overwhelming. And I pledged to, to absolutely give back to that community. So yeah, I created a, um, uh, a mastermind uh, after one of the uh, IAOA in innovations. And uh, I think it was from your course, one of your sessions, you said, create an accountability group. So that's what I did. I created an accountability group and it's, yep. you know, it was half a dozen people and it's just grown and grown and grown. And it's like 50 or 60 of us now that are, that are in the mastermind. Then I created a, uh, an applied Epic mastermind where I just get together, um, super users of applied Epic. And my next game is, uh, agency revolution mastermind. 
Mm, love it, man. It was uh, it was in November of twenty one, right? The Tampa innovation. Yes, correct. Yeah, that was a great trip, man. Lots of good memories there. Yes, sir. Awesome. So, how have you? Maybe I was wrong. I thought you had done something client facing. Have you figured out how to take those same skills, the same ideas, and and build some sort of community that's client facing or channel partner facing? Yep. Um, absolutely. Um, we've got. Um, a landlords association that I, I that I run, uh, we attend every month. I created a uh, Facebook user group for contractors in our state and in a couple of surrounding states, and that group is up to about ten thousand members. Uh, okay. Good stuff, man. Let's go. When they, when they sign up for the group, they have to give me their email address, and I uh, put them on a group <laughs> campaign, and uh, you know, just kind of. Then you've got them on a nice, gentle, slow drip. Yep. So we're always in their face. The other one that I did that was very helpful was uh, created a realtor um, Facebook group, and I called it um, an open house, a place where that they could post their open houses. It's kind of silly because um, it's just realtors that are in the group, so no other home buyers are in there looking at it, but. And of course, all of their open houses are going to be listed on MLS, but I've got 860 realtors in this group as of today, Mm. and they post their open houses and I post all my insurance stuff in there every once in a while. So they know um, when when there's a, uh, a home that's in a flood zone or anything and they have a question on it. They call me first and ask me if is this is this listing going to be in a flood zone? If it is, what's what's the uh, premium going to be? So when I when I get that, I'll send them a zone a flood zone determination. I send them a sample homeowner's quote with a picture of the home right on the on my letterhead on on the quote, and as well as a um, a flood insurance quote, homeowner's quote, and of course the homeowner's quote has an auto account discount, so. It says right on there, this quote it has an auto account discount, so give us your auto so we can quote it. And the realtors display that at open houses, and people take the take one, and uh, they end up calling us. Or yeah, it's, it's been super successful. Now, that's the kind of creative marketing that I would expect from somebody who's been in the game for as long as you have. You've got all those tricks, man, mm-hmm. all the juice. Or as the kids say, all that smoke. You are just... Puffing that smoke, <laughs> love it. That's that's one. I don't fully understand oh, it, but oh, I've God. heard a bunch of teenagers say it. Oh, you don't want that smoke? Because like, what does that even mean? I okay, that's the thing. It's like, I guess it's like the juice or the sauce or whatever. You know, like, well, what we talked about twenty years ago when I was talking smack on the basketball court. But uh, the smoke, you've got the smoke, Pete. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> whatever that means. Oh man, what else are you up to, man? What 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 are you finding a lot of success in during this hard market? So many people are struggling to find traction and, and just keep moving forward, even in a in a small way, even in a little way. And it seems like you've got it all figured out, man. What what else are you up yeah, to? Yeah, I, I, I wish that was the case. Um, you know, we we've had hard back markets here before, um, late eighties, early nineties, where companies were just holding or leaving states entirely. They're not just putting a moratorium or putting ridiculous restrictions. They just up and left the state. In, in between 1980s, 
96 to 1992-ish, we had 17 companies leave the state of Massachusetts, just up and left. And that was a huge struggle because we would have to rewrite everything or do book transfers. Luckily, there were still markets around or we found a new market and we just book transferred everything over. And at the time, it was a matter of, you know, we had 60, 40 or 60 filing cabinets on the wall. We would just pull out and photocopy the, uh, the declarations page, send it to the carrier, and they would write it for us. We didn't have to do an application. It wasn't anything electronic or application. You know, we sent them the deck page, and they wrote it for us. So it wasn't, mm. wasn't horrific. I mean, we had companies that would, uh, would get downgraded in AMBEST, and we would decided to pull the plug and move, move them. And then, you know, a year later, they're out of business in bankruptcy this this time around it's much different it's it's actually frankly much worse you know where you've got these you've got all these people knocking on your door say hey quote my quote my stuff and you've got nowhere to go with them yep that's the hard part that's the struggle it's the it's frustrating the most important thing that we found is if your client's renewal is going up a lot of money or they're being non-renewed first thing you need to do is get on the phone with them yep. you don't wait for them to get that renewal bill from the insurance company and get pissed off and start calling around you have to be proactive and pick up that phone and explain to them this is what's going on in the market this is what we're going to do let's take a look at your policy to see if we can tweak it or uh, increase the deductible and maybe maybe write in a do an account credit if we write your your auto if we don't have the full account um, just to kind of help save that that account but you have to be proactive you can't sit back and 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 wait for them to call pissed off yep that's how we're writing so much new business too so while this is all a nightmare for everybody we're consciously out there running Google ads for homeowners. Hey, has your home home insurance skyrocketed? And drops them into a, a landing page on our website with a with a, a short form application. And then from there it sends them in, thanks for filling out. And it sends them a longer form asking, you know, the age of roof and you have dogs and trampolines and all the questions that we need to rate it. Mm-hmm. So my my system automatically sends that to our VA out in the Philippines. They do uh, they look up the assessor database. They do the replacement cost estimate. They put it in our AMS. They put it in our CRM, and they put it in our Raider. Send it back to our inside sales, who calls them, sells it, or you know, so, you know, double checks it and calls them and sells it. So it, it's it's worked out very well we've got it running very smoothly right now and as we're coming out of this hard market my plan is to step on the google gas and uh go balls in the balls with it nice yeah these are the times to experiment these are the times to figure out what works the last couple of times that i've been uh, on on a presentation stage you know the hard market is front and center and it's like hey if you are a winner then you've got to love the hard market because losers complain, winners find a way. And yeah, yeah, it's a really hard market right now. Literally everybody is having a difficult time 
getting underwriters that are willing to do stuff. We're only on commercial. Look, I promise you, commercial property yeah, Torah, and Torah. roofing and GC, like it's it's hard in every line of business in every state in the country with every carrier. Like across, there is nowhere to hide. Right. Maybe work comp is not as bad. Right. Work comp is probably a quasi sanctuary, but man, like there's no better time to experiment and figure out, hey, I wonder how X would work in the market. Or I wonder if we can put out this white paper or this video or try a new script out or, you know, have a marketing drop or we're visiting someone's office and testing out new ways of communicating with them. Yep. Like this is the perfect time to experiment. Yep. Yeah, you, you just said white paper. We've, we've been using white paper for flood insurance for, for years now. It's so important. You know, you look, you look awesome when you send out a white paper with, with a quote. Here's your flood quote, and here's a, fl a white paper we did on flood insurance. Um, yeah. Answers all their, all their questions that they may possibly have. Hey, Freedom Jumper. Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who is it, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. Man, I can't tell you the number of times we've used this this document. Uh, it's it's ten questions, and it's it, it is the use these questions when you're interviewing new insurance agents. And if you're not currently interviewing in new insurance agents, use these questions on your current agent and see how they're doing. Mm. It's 10 questions. It's on one page. It's branded for risk. Well, and it's like, yeah, I know you're not working with us right now, but you might be in the future. And here's what the questions you should ask us when you're deciding if we're a good fit for your needs. But whoever you're talking to ask these questions. I've gotten in the door so many times from people that were not even in the middle of shopping just from saying, here, here's something we think you might find useful. Because more times than not, they're like, oh, my current agent failed this test miserably. I was like, okay, well, you should probably find a new agent then. Yeah. And we don't say you should pick us. We should say, well, you should probably find a new agent then. We'd like to be considered if you're willing. You're being proactive. And if you're not proactive in this market, you got your your stuff's walking out the back door. Yep, really is. Man, the perspective that you bring is invaluable. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you for advice mm. uh, from the, the several things that you've been through. Like this is, you said it's different and I recognize that it's probably scarier than most because of one, how long this hard market has lasted and how pervasive it is across carriers and lines of business and across geography. And I think I saw a report from the Insurance Journal last year, or a month or two ago, for last year, 2023 data as we record this, that there was 28 separate catastrophe events that had at least a billion dollars of incurred losses. And apparently, most of them were below the reinsurance threshold for these carriers. So the primary carriers got obliterated 
and reinsurance had a banner year. And reinsurance costs are a big part of the driving matrix of of the the carrier's expense ratios. So, I mean, you know, reinsurance has a great year. Primary carriers take it in the shorts and the policyholder and the retail agent are left picking up the pieces. But this is old hat for you because you've been here before. You've seen several hard markets and insure tech has become a thing on your watch. You know, personal computers have become completely mainstream. The internet became a thing and then became completely adopted by every human on the planet almost, unless you're, you know, aboriginal tribe in Australia or you're someone living in complete poverty, you know, somewhere in the world, you have relatively easy access to the internet. But when you, in the first 10 or 20 years of your career, well, not 20, the first decade of your career, the internet wasn't a thing. Oh, not so, until the late 80s. What, the second? Yeah, like the early 90s, right? Early mid 90s is when the World Wide Web started to become a thing and stepped off of dial up bulletin board email and you know, internet access. It wasn't even called the internet back then. We got our first, we got applied TAM in 1988. Yep. I believe it. So, what kind of advice do you give to somebody like me? I've been in the industry for this is my 13th year and, you know, trying to, find ways to endure and do what you've done to make it to, you know, 40 something or 50 something years in the industry. Calm down, calm down, only 40. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, there's, you're not done yet. You said you've got another decade. So you're going to see 50 if the good Lord waits long enough uh, to, to allow you to get to 50. And I'm just sitting here going, man, Pete's got this thing figured out. There's a lot of advice that you can give to guys that are behind you in the game like me and like the majority of the people that listen to this podcast. What, what kind of nuggets do you have, man? Anything that you can tell me that, to you know, hold on to when times are crazy like this? Work on your foundation. Make sure your foundation is solid. And that is everything soup to nuts. You know, all of your processes, every, every piece of mail and email, the template that goes out, make sure everything is tweaked and running perfectly. Automate, automate, automate as much as you can with the knowing that whatever you automate is not changing your client experience. It's enhancing the client experience. If you're automating just to save yourself time, but it's to the detriment of your client, you're not doing your client justice. You need to keep the client front front and center. You need to try and alleviate as much stress off of your staff as possible. That's putting procedures in place and putting automations in place, bringing in uh, VAs or or stuff like that that can take that load off of them so that they can focus on the client experience. Have every procedure written out for for everybody so everybody's on the same page, everybody's doing the same thing, and it's just going to, you're going to have a smooth running machine. And that's the name of the game in this market. Man. That is solid advice, like five or six, just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> really great advice, man. I'm uh, loving trust that. me, I, I have learned so much from so many people in this industry in the past five or 10 years. It's, uh, it, it's, it's just amazing. And the absolute love and ad- admiration that I have for so many people in, throughout the country it, it helped me. And it, it's, it's an amazing community. Like no, I really said, is. for the first 30, 35 years of my, my career, I was an island unto my own. 
you know, we were just kind of trying to figure it out. And that just, it's really lonely to think about, honestly. It, I, I try to contextualize my own experience as a captive agent first. I spent six and a half years as a farmer's agent. And with the exception of maybe two or three people that I met at an awards trip or something, mm-hmm. and outside of my district of you know 40 or 50 agents here in the Dallas, Texas area, I didn't know anybody. And farmers did such a wonderful job of pitting us against each other uh, and, you know, vilifying every other insurance company out there. And the independent agency channel was bashed wholesale because, you know, they only sell on price and they're, you know, dishonest and cutting corners and unethical. And looking back on it now, I was like, of course you would spend it that way. That's the only way you win against an IA when you only have one flavor of ice cream to sell. Uh, But the community didn't exist back then. We we had friendly-ish relationships with the other agents in our district, but we still wanted to kill each other. You know, there's two agents that I am still good friends with. I can call them up and they can call me up whenever. But the community in several different contexts, you know, it started off with IAOA back in the day and that ended poorly, unfortunately. Uh, but then later on with Killing Commercial and the community that David Carruthers has done a marvelous job creating, which, yep. I mean, you firsthand, you know all about that. And now with this Mavericks thing, I don't know what that's going to be. I'm I'm very much on the sidelines of that. I don't, I'm, I'm selfish for this season of life. I'm more focused on getting my agency where it needs to be. But it's like the, the push towards community, the push towards Absolutely. collaboration. I don't remember it being nearly this robust earlier in my career and I've only been doing this for 13 years but I've been doing it long enough to start to see trends emerge and it's really encouraging you know there are days when it's like I don't want to do this this sucks mm-hmm. but those days are are counteracted by lots of days where this is amazing today was a good day we got we got some things done we made some money we served our clients this is a good day. And thankfully those days outnumber the bad days by a good margin. But it's, you, my friend, have a lot of perspective on that. You want to comment or go after yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's just so refreshing to have a group of people that have your back. If you have an insurance question, you just can't figure out yourself. You can just reach out to one of your your people and they'll happily jump on a Zoom call with you. You're having an employee issue, you know, s- stuff like that. Where, where do I find a market for this? It, people have your back. It, it's, it, I, it, it's, it's wonderful. I've never seen that in, in any other community. No, it really is. And it's only going to get better as people continue to commit to being good colleagues for each other. I love the whole niche thing. Mm-hmm. Because the more that someone is niching down, the less they see their general agency population as their competition. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because the more focused you become, the more people out there in the world are not your target prospect. They're not someone that you're actively trying to do business with. So it becomes easier to be a good colleague because you're less likely to feel even the temptation to be territorial or to see someone as an enemy or a a combatant of sorts. 
So I think niching, especially in a hard market, has a lot of collateral benefits, not the least of which is it makes it a lot easier to be a good colleague and a good friend to other agents. Right. But being around as long as we have, we've been a general agency for, for you know, almost 100 years. You know, we write everything soup to nuts. But we can be pickier now of what we take and what we don't take. I thought you had to wait for your second hundred years to start being yeah. picky. We don't need to write non-standard <laughs> stuff. We don't need to write people that have had a bunch of claims or, or have had payment issues. We send them back out the door. Where before we would try and write you know, whatever, whatever the heck it is. If somebody called and said, I'm, I'm thinking of starting this brand new business and I need liability insurance. And we search for days and days and days just to write the guy a $500 uh, op or GL policy. It's counterproductive to what we're we're trying to do here so and then they leave you at the first renewal because someone else did it for twelve dollars <laughs> well there's that but as long as you're giving them the amazing customer experience hopefully that twelve dollars it doesn't going to make that much of a difference i've had clients Amen. that have gotten quote ten thousand dollars cheaper than what we had and they chose to stay with us because of the service that we give them that's quite a testament mm. It really is, man. You put that thing on your website right away. <laughs> now, we, we've got a few minutes left here. I want to hand you the microphone, Pete. What do you want to talk about here? There, I know that you, you are a student of the game. There's, you read a lot. You're, you're in a lot of conversations. What is interesting you right now in the, the industry that you and I both have come to love? What has your attention right now? Oh, just making sure that your website is on point making sure that you're posting to social media on a regular basis. And that includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and your Google business profile. Your Google business profile is probably one of the most important things you can do for your agency. Yep. You can add services in there. You can add products in there. And each of those sections, you can just write till the cows come home. You can write a, you know, a, a book about auto insurance. You can write a book about home insurance. And it's Google. So throw keywords all over the place in there. Throw, throw your um, surrounding towns every once in a while in there. When you're putting a picture on Google My Business Profile, take the picture with your cell phone because that picture is got is geotagged from that town. So if you're posting about XYZ town, you go take a picture in that town with your cell phone. It's geotagged in that town and Google is going to crawl that and 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 if somebody's looking for home insurance in XYZ town, they're going to find you. I think one of the most yep. important things that we've done is um, increased our Google reviews. And there's a lot of companies out there that, that, that do different things that, that help you get reviews. Rocket Referrals, I think, is one of them. They've changed names since uh, recently. Client Circle, yep. yeah. The yep. biggest thing that's helped with us is in our email signatures. P.S. If you like this service, uh, please, reach, please give us a, a Google review, and there's a link right there. Every, every person in the agency uses it. And we are probably triple the number of reviews than any of our competitors anywhere around us. That makes all the difference in the world. 
why did you call us? I found you on Google. Why did you pick us over somebody else? Well, you guys had the most Google reviews. It's a no brainer. So yep. you need Yeah, because popular equates to better, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> you need to do the footwork and, and uh, now, humans are herd animals, as I like to say. Nobody wants to be the first one. Yep. Yep. So that's super important is just to get, you know, again, that's all part of the foundation and processes building. Get get your ducks in a row, get your place, get your shop running smoothly. And I promise you, when this market turns around, which it will, you need to be ready to hit the ground running and it's balls to the balls. Man, I, I would even go a step further and say that when the market starts to turn around, which I think it probably will, it's in 2025, I think it's not this year. You know, it's probably somewhere around Q2 or Q3 of 2025. It's those of us that are already running, not getting, not ready, but already doing it that are going to have a huge advantage because you have momentum, you have inertia, you have at-bats at the plate to use a, a baseball analogy. And I'm just trying to play catch up to Pete at this point. He's got a massive head start on a lot of people out there, including Riskwell. So folks, listen to these gold nuggets being dropped by Mr. Koval here, because if you're waiting for things to get better before your activity improves, you're going to miss the boat and you're going to be left behind and you're going to lose market share because other folks in your market are going to be ahead of you because you had your head tucked in your foxhole right. because you were waiting for the firing to stop before you return fire or before you advance. And it's going to be another year or so before the firing right. stops. I mean, if, you, if you're out there finding yourself constantly out there trying to put out fires, that's not good. That's counterproductive. You, you need to be proactive. No. You need to have, like, like I keep saying, build that foundation, get it solid build out your processes. Love it. Hey, where can people find this mastermind group of yours? It's on Facebook, right? It is. It's uh invite only. Um, you can, you can, uh, email me and, uh, we'll talk and, you know, we're, we're looking to add a few members now and again. So happy cool. to add, add. I didn't want to assume that anyone could just jump in there. Obviously I figured there was some sort of vetting process. No, not really. I, um, and there's, there's, I, there's there are masterminds out there that charge a fee. I don't I don't need I don't need your money. I'm just happy to bring a bunch of people together and and make our all of our lives better. So it's worked out awesome. You're taking the Billy Wagner approach. Yes, <laughs> another champion of oh, our yeah. uh, community. Whew, man, that guy's a plus plus. I had no idea how fortunate I was to be sharing a mountain in Arizona with J.C. Wagaman and Billy Wagner. It's one of my worst days, but also one of my best days because I got an uninterrupted nine hours with those two. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, now Billy would say one of my worst days because I had to drag James's sorry ass off of that hill. But <laughs> uh, yeah, nevertheless, here we are. Dude, any final thoughts before we go? I promised you about 40 minutes and we're there. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I love you, brother. I appreciate what you do for, uh, for agents throughout the country and uh, keep doing you. Man, love you too, man. I'm glad to call you a colleague and friend. And uh, hopefully people will drop into the show notes and find your information. We'll put it there. And uh, spam bots, go somewhere else. Pete's got better things to do. <laughs> but uh, he is Peter Koval in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, one of the principals of HCC Insurance Agency Incorporated. 
This has been another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Make it a great day, boys and girls. Check us out on YouTube. And for the love, drop a review if you like the show. We have thousands of monthly listeners and like 40 reviews on iTunes. Come on, drop a review and thank you in advance. Talk later. Make it a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review if you like what you hear. Those subs and reviews are actually super important for our reach to new listeners. Get your copy of my book, Leaving Captivity, on Amazon or Audible for the audiobook version. We'd love to hear from you, so please send your thoughts, questions, ideas, and general feedback to us at podcast at jamesjenkins.com. Agency Freedom is produced and distributed by podsquad.fm. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Make it a great day, boys and girls. Until next time, let's go.